You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. As far as I'm concerned, Hamilton's Toronto. Like, I know they're going to hate that. So <laughs> oh, my God. Like, now, the, now the world just blew up. Hamilton oh, is man. Toronto? That's the title of the podcast. <laughs> like, oh, thanks for that. Grab uh, some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the To and Out CFL Podcast. Now they have to kick it out, and they do. Every week, Travis Curra. Does anybody still care about this podcast? And Brazilian Tide. Hunters are people, too. Talk fantasy football. Bring you the latest in CFL news and sprinkle in a little bit of nonsense. Are you kidding? This is unbelievable. Ready, set, hunt. And we are a part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. It's Brazilian Brazilian tie and Travis Curra. And, of course, the big news is the Brexit deal from uh, Theresa May ends up getting shut down. And it looks like there's going to be a no-confidence motion getting uh, getting put to the table. So that's our big news we've got to talk about today, Ty. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't know we were on CPAC. It's it's the two-and-out world politics podcast oh this should be fun <laughs> said no one ever okay you, you, if i keep eating like i have it in camp i'm gonna look like mike duffy so <laughs> let's get to the meat and potatoes of this thing in the huddle with karan Todd on the two and out podcast All right, so <laughs> a lot of things going on this offseason. Are you, off are you still laughing about my Mike Duffy comment? Uh, I'm giggling about it. <laughs> I think that was a good one. Some of my best work. What if we did a political? No. That, why did no. I even bring no. that up? Dude, no. if, Let's not do that. if you had a political podcast, you would become, I'm not even going to say it. You you would have a legion of haters and fans. Yeah, that's fair to say. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. Because you you say things that everybody thinks. That's all I'm yeah, going to say too. <laughs> I, cause, yeah, I'm not going to pussyfoot around it. <laughs> okay, I'm uh, exiting off that Brexit crap. Uh, Chris Jones. <laughs> has his own Brexit from Saskatchewan and is apparently heading to Cleveland to become their senior defensive specialist. Now, this whole thing sounds completely made up, and I know a lot has gone on in the CFL since we last did a podcast. Adam Big Hill signs an extension in Winnipeg. But we're just going to focus on the Chris Jones stuff today and give our immediate reaction, which sometimes is absolutely a terrible idea because when you give your immediate reaction, you haven't had time to think about anything, and you end up sounding like an idiot even a day later. But we're okay with sounding like idiots so this is where we are today apparently this all came about very quickly uh within the last 48 hours or so with the browns ended up contacting jones and then the interview happening 
Naylor said it actually happened Tuesday morning, the day that we are talking. And this whole thing was first reported by CFL News on Twitter, which is an incredible Twitter account. The guy uh, broke the story, and uh, kudos to him for being the first one on this because it, it was the biggest story, obviously, of the day and maybe of the offseason so far until we hear what's going on with uh, the quarterbacks. But... That's what they say. What they say is that this all came about very quickly, but uh, was it even the new year yet when it was reported that NFL teams were looking at Chris Jones as a possible candidate? Uh, I, I don't even think – yeah, I, I think it was well before New Year's that this came up. Uh, we, we've seen what he's done with the defense in Saskatchewan, and there are a number of teams in the NFL that their defense is subpar would be a polite way to put it. Um, you know, it, I wouldn't be surprised if he used it as leverage in, in negotiating his, his extension uh, that he signed a couple weeks ago or last week. Yeah, and I guess, yeah, it was just last week that he actually had an out clause on his contract that said, hey, yeah, if I get an NFL opportunity, I am going to take it. And why wouldn't he? We, we support when players do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Now uh, we we got to support when a coach gets the opportunity. So Jones won a Grey Cup in Montreal in 2002. He was their defensive line coach. He was the D.C. in Calgary when they won it in 2008. He was the D.C. in Toronto when they won it in 2012. And he was the H.C. in Edmonton when they won it in 2015. So... He has won everywhere he's been, well, except for Saskatchewan. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's twist that knife a little more. <laughs> so he, uh, I, I, said, I, I said it last week, though, like, you know, loyalty to Chris Jones means absolutely nothing. So, I mean, nobody should be surprised that, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't living up to this full, this full contract extension. I, I wasn't surprised. I was surprised it was this quick, but I wasn't surprised that he was gone. Well, you know what? Everybody everybody craps on him about the loyalty factor. But, I mean, the guy grew up in, what, Tennessee? He didn't grow yeah. up uh, dreaming of winning Grey Cups for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. No, but, I mean, and I'm, I'm not saying that, you know, players owe franchises anything and neither do coaches. I mean, you, you got to look at it as, as your own. you got to make a living, and if there's a better opportunity somewhere else, you got to take it. Um, but like when you asked me last week and you said, well, how, how do you feel? Well, I'm like, I, I'm indifferent because I know he's not going to be here for that full extension. I wasn't expecting it to be a week later. Um, but he doesn't own or sorry, own, he doesn't owe the riders anything. Um, it, and the riders don't owe him anything because now he's gone, but I mean, he, he got a better opportunity. I can't fault the guy for taking it. Um, it just sucks that, you know, he might be able to make that defense in Cleveland, really good they've got some pieces and that does not bode well for my Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> and you know what that that's the part that surprises me and you know I've probably said this 50 times since we started doing this podcast but it was the timing if this happened mm-hmm. in uh, December I don't think I really would have been all that surprised if it happened a week after the report came out saying that hey NFL teams are looking at Chris Jones and possibly bringing him in but yeah. I guess I thought that the ship kind of sailed on this off season, and then he was just committed to this season, and 
was going to maybe try again in the off season next year or, or the year after that. But then a week after, he says we have unfinished business to uh, tend to in Saskatchewan, and then the opportunity comes. That's the part that surprised me. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, I, I don't know a lot of coaching jobs that are hired spur of the moment in professional sports. There, there's a process that teams go through, um, you know, from, you know, first contacting the guy and then setting up an interview and, and interviewing and, and getting the offer in. It's just, it looks super shady that it was only a week after he signed the extension. I have a feeling that this, I, I don't believe for a second that it, it all came together this morning. That just seems too quick to me. Um, although coming from the Cleveland Browns, not surprising if that is the truth. Uh, but yeah, like you said, it, it looks super shady that it was the week after. Um, if, if this would happen in December, everybody would have been like, well, yeah, well, whatever. Like he's moving into the last year of a contract, not a big deal. Uh, you know, he, he's got an opportunity, but to sign, to sign an extension and a week later renege on it looks really bad. Now, I guess you have to talk about it. There is a segment in Saskatchewan that is going to say good riddance. And it's not a small. Uh, who, who would say that? I don't know anybody <laughs> who thinks that. I, and I don't think it's a small portion of Rider Nation at all, but just look at the facts. His first year, they went 5 and 13. 2017, they went 10 and 8. And then this past year, they went 12 and 6. They improved every single year. And if you just go back to the dumpster fire that the Riders were when he took over after a 3 and 15 season, in which Corey Chamberlain. Started the season 0 and 9. He, he stripped the team right to the bone. And I know that they let go John Chick and Weston Dressler and Darian Durant and all of that happened. But he put the team where they are today. Now, I really think that this could have a super negative effect on the team heading into. 2019, there are a lot of players that love playing for Chris Jones. And I know there are fans that probably see it and they they say, what? You know, how can guys love playing for this guy? But they do. He, he has his guys. Willie Jefferson has only played for Chris Jones in the Canadian Football League. So what does this do for the Riders as they head into free agency next month? It's going. I think. I think getting a coach is going to be the, the foremost thing uh, on the front office's mind because you don't want to start signing players. I, I know Toronto went through the draft and free agency without a front without a GM and a head coach, and they somehow won the Great Cup. Um, but with with the personnel that Saskatchewan has right now, all that's because of Chris Jones and his system. Uh, you know, if a new coach is going to bring in a new system, and that might mean these guys don't fit or you know maybe he's able to make these guys fit like i mean guys like willie jefferson and charleston hughes and guys like that pretty easy pretty easy to find a spot for them um you know when, he, when it comes to free agency to to get those guys in you want some uh continuity and, and a base point where these guys know what is going to be going on uh with their position whether or not they're going to be you know 
playing 90% of the snaps or they're going to be on a rotation. And, and without a head coach, it's really hard to get us to that. And it's going to be hard for guys to want to commit uh, before a head coach gets hired. Before we talk about possible replacements for Mr. Jones saying thank you to, is that a song by the Counting Crows? Mr. Jones, yes. It is. Or you can go Dr. Jones by Aqua, I mean, whatever one you want to do. There we go. I don't think he's a doctor yet, though. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> uh, we say thank you to ATB Financial today and the branch for all arts and culture. And this is uh, this is awesome because you know what, musicians and basically any kind of artists, they don't have a regular paycheck like you and me. They can't just look in the bank on the fifteenth and the thirtieth and say, "Hey, look at that! I got a paycheck coming in." So the ATB created the branch for arts, arts and culture, and that is what it's all about. They know that artists don't live by the rules or standard pay schedules or things like that, so they help you out with creative banking, so you don't have to worry about your checking account. It is also a networking and career development hub. Sometimes it's not what you know; it is who you know. That's exactly. Exactly what happened with Chris Jones. He's got connections in Cleveland that he's worked with before. So look at that. He's going to go work with the Browns. They have a branch for arts and culture in Edmonton and Calgary that also serve as performance venues for creators by creators. Uh, check out and get more information at atb.com slash the branch. That's atb.com slash the branch. We're kind of in a unique point with this Chris Jones thing because there are actually some names out there that would make a suitable replacement. There is a different wrinkle that uh, is added to this because of the uh, non-football uh, ops mm-hmm. cap uh, that happens with this thing. I, I believe Jones is going to be off the books, and if he wasn't, that would be a big problem for the riders because it's like a $600,000 salary, and that's right around half or a third of the entire cap. And that's. But, but if that became an issue, then everybody would forget that they still don't have a viable starting quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> so now, now they're without a head coach and a quarterback under contract. So it's, it's almost square one for the Rough Riders all over again. Uh, it looks like Jeremy O'Day is going to step into uh, the GM role. Uh, CFL News also reported that. Uh, but where do we go from here? Because Jones played head coach. He played defensive coordinator. So there are a lot of people you know, rallying to get Paul Lapalise into town, and they're rallying to get uh, Mark Tressman into town. I don't know if that is realistic with their skill sets, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if Tresson wants to come into a rebuild. Uh, you know, he had Calvillo in Montreal uh, already established. He had Ricky Ray in Toronto already established as a starter. I, I, I've yet to see him mold a young quarterback. Uh, you know, after Calvillo was done, he was not much long after in Montreal. And, you know, he didn't last. He only lasted two seasons. Uh, in, in Toronto, uh, one with Ricky Ray and one with McLeod Bethel Thompson and James Franklin, and it just never some, no, nothing seemed to click uh, with those young quarterbacks. So I, I don't know if that would be the, the best option. Uh, Lapo has been been in Saskatchewan before. 
you know, everybody's going to remember him throwing his headset down after the first great cup against Montreal. Uh, I don't know if he'd want to leave Winnipeg. Uh, for I just think the situation right now in Saskatchewan with, with the quarterback situation, what it is, uh, is not ideal for a lot of head coaching uh, prospects in, in this league. Are we kind of starting from scratch in Regina then? I don't, I don't know if it's from scratch, but the coach or you know whoever they're going to find, I, I think he's going to have an idea of, of what he's going to want for his quarterback and whether or not that's, you know, the guys that we already have, uh, you know, be it Brandon Bridge and, and, and work with him or if he's going to want to go out and, and get a big name. Uh, you know, it it's not necessarily starting from scratch in the sense that you're tearing it down and, and building the offense from nothing. There's guys out there that you can go get, but – it, it's going to be it, it's going to be a hard sell unless that coach can have the quarterback he wants to start the season. I'd like to see Mike Riley get offered the position as offensive coordinator uh, and head coach and quarterback because then you could split his salary uh, between uh-huh. the uh-huh. <laughs> Reg Dunlop's salary. Like like yeah, the player coach yeah. who owned the Chiefs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, come on! There, there's something to this, isn't there? I, I'm pretty sure that the CFL would be like, uh, no, that's circumventing the cap, and they'd count both of it. They'd count the full number against both instead of letting. Oh, that's shady, that, man! Because if he's that's actually the OC, that's an Ambrosi move. That's an Ambrosi move for sure. <laughs> Keep the cost down all over the board. <laughs> So who are some other candidates? Uh, Craig Dickinson has been talked about, and I feel like he's been talked about for head coaching positions for the past few years. He was brought up in the BC job, came available. He is a defensive guy, so he might be able to do both jobs, uh, DC and HC. Um, of course, let go was Mike Benavides out of Edmonton. Could he do the head coach uh, DC job? How about Wally Buono? <laughs> okay. if, if they get Wally Buono, they're going 18-0. <laughs> okay, knowing what you know now, it is January 15th. What's the early over-under for Saskatchewan's win total? I had a Bomber fan tell me that they're winning four games in 2019. Eight and a half, and I think I take the under. Uh, you know, I put it. I put it eight and a half because I know Ryder Nation, and they think they can win every game. So I'm going to rely on them to boost the line a little bit, and I can drop it down after I've already made the money. So is Darian Durant going to come back? <laughs> oh my! That'd be the greatest. That'd be the greatest story the CFO has ever seen. So Rob Vanstone uh, for the Regina Leader Post ended up tweeting: Chris Jones' tenure in Saskatchewan can be described as. Moderately successful. (laughs) Well, yeah, okay. (laughs) I mean, Durant had a great cup. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, You know, he he won a playoff game. Yeah. Hey, they were five seconds away from the great cup. Yeah, and last year they only lost West Semi by one without a quarterback. Yeah. 
I mean, that, that defense he built in Saskatchewan, it, it, there's no argument. It was it was electric. It, it was the only reason they were in games because they outscored Zach Caleros and Brandon Bridge together uh, throughout the year. Um, but, yeah, mo- moderately successful. That's fair. 5, 10, 12. You know, it's only 27 wins in three years. You're averaging 9 and 9. So they playing 500 football throughout his tenure in Saskatchewan. It's not, not ideal, not terrible. Uh, you know, playoffs the last two years, but n- nothing nothing that really stands out other than that defense last year. That was maybe my favorite part about Chris Jones being in uh, the CFL and being a head coach uh, in general. Uh, and for the Riders anyway, he sort of added an attitude to the team. And the Riders have always, and their fans too, have always wanted to be the nice guy. And if we if we lose, it's okay if we're we're classy and we lose with grace. But Jones Let's not paint them all with the same brush. <laughs> but Jones added an attitude to the riders that they really haven't had. And uh, I, I like the intensity that Jones added to games with Calgary and games with Edmonton because they were just so damn fun to watch. But, I mean, if Dickinson takes over, we got the brother versus brother matchup, Calgary versus Saskatchewan, and that's fun too. The, the only thing wrong with that is that when you match up the GMs, it's not even a close match. Well, and you know what? They've had O'Day in the waiting for a really long time. Uh, So he has learned and been in that organization for, holy crap. uh, Yeah. Like, he, he played there from 99 to 2010. So he's been in this organization for almost 20 years. Um I think it's natural that they go to him, and he's learned from some interesting, uh, uh, to say the least, some interesting, uh, let's say, characters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll use that word. But what is it about Saskatchewan that just breeds this chaos and and? Joel Gasson, uh, Three Down Nation, wrote a story about it. I don't know why the news is always this crazy in Regina. I don't get it. They're, they're the only game in town. Uh, every other CFL franchise has either – well, they, everybody but uh, – Hamilton. Hamilton has an NHL team. Hamilton is not like I mean, I, I, as far as I'm concerned, Hamilton's Toronto. Like I know they're going to hate that. I mean, <laughs> so oh close. my God! Like, now the now the world just blew up. Hamilton oh, is man. Toronto. That's the it, title it, of the podcast. Like, oh, thanks for that. <laughs> uh, but, like, there's just so like in, in Hamilton. I mean, Toronto is not that far. You saw the Sabers across the lake. Like, you know, you're, you're in a, you're in an area where there's lots of lots of sports. Lots, lots of big sports, uh, you know. Everywhere else has the NHL. Um, you know, it, it's just in Saskatchewan. If it's not the Riders, uh, you know, you got the Pats. Uh, you know, just up the road with the Blades. You get all the WHL teams. They they don't hold a candle to the following that, that the Riders have, and people want 
to know everything there is about this team at all times, and they want it at their fingertips. And you know, the, the media there knows that, and, and they feel I think the media feels the pressure to, to try to get stuff out. Whether or not they're trying to find stories or stories fall in their laps is another another thing. But I, I think it's so crazy because it's the only game in town, and, it, and you're just inundated with it, and it seems crazy. But for Ryder fans and people who are diehard, it's almost like they still can't get enough of it. Yeah, like I, I'm trying to imagine if the whole Jim Pop, Mark Tressman, MLSE thing happened in Saskatchewan instead of Toronto. Like there would probably be all sorts of rumors and things. Albert, Albert Street would have been shut down. They would have had a, a four-day parade. <laughs> yeah, like if stuff happened like that, it's, I guess maybe things are just magnified uh, when they're under the microscope and they're in the fishbowl. Well, of the, and it doesn't matter where you're in Saskatchewan, you can see Mosaic Stadium, right? So. <laughs> I mean, well, uh, I guess we sit here and we wait for Chris Jones's uh, replacement, and and I think I guess that does show when you hire a guy to do five jobs, all of a sudden <laughs> you got to replace five jobs when the guy leaves, and there are and, and under a cap. Yeah, because they put they put the eggs in the Jones basket and gave him all the power, and he put the team where they are today uh, at twelve and six last year, and uh, losing in the Western semifinal with no quarterback. It was it was such a anomaly of a season, but now <laughs> we got guys trying to pick up the pieces and pick up where he left off, and uh, uh, I think they might lose a few free agents just like. Mm-hmm. Edmonton did when Jones went to Regina. Oh, yeah. Well, Edmonton also lost a lot of free agents this year without Jones leaving. So, um, yeah, I, there's going to be guys that want that. Have, like you said, Willie Jefferson's only played for Chris Jones, so you know that that that's going to be an issue uh, for sure. Guys have come in, promised things under Chris Jones, and, and he might have he may have delivered. Uh, with position wise or, or playing time wise, and, and now that whole that whole system is going to change, and whether or not guys are going to want to stick around or not is, is yet to be seen. Um, you know, when I played minor hockey, if I didn't get picked by the coach I wanted to, I wasn't happy. But I can just imagine how it is when you know you don't have a say, and all of a sudden a new guy comes in and just changes everything, and, and it's your career uh, that you're trying to take care of, and you maybe you don't get the same opportunity. So it could be a big roster turnover, but at the same time, the guy that comes in, they players might might gravitate to him like they did to Chris Jones and, and we might not even have an issue. Well and those defensive players are there because they fit his system. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's like I said earlier, like, you know, he brought all these guys in that fit into his system. And now with a new coach coming in, the system he's gonna want to run with these guys gonna fit in. Uh, you know, there there's a couple guys that, you know, you're gonna find spots for it, it's not even a question. Uh, but the system of deep the, the defense you want to run, uh, you know, the schemes uh, whether or not you want to run rotations and what positions and all that yeah. stuff is, is, you know, is going to be all up to the coach. And there's going to be promises that Chris Jones made that this guy's going to have to break, and, and it could piss a lot of guys off. Who are you, uh, who are you going to bet as uh, the replacement? Can I, is it too late to pick the Von Claybrooks? Or... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, 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 I think I think they get laugh at what I want to pick. Really? Yeah. And and my my option B would be Benavides as much as I I don't know like, I mean all they need is a 
I've never I've never seen a soft zone defense lose a great cup. So, <laughs> uh, but I, I think he would be my dark horse. But I, I think Lapo. I think I'm going to put my money on somebody internal like Craig Dickinson. But I guess if they bring Lapo in. Now, would they fire McAdoo? There is a lot uh, that has to go into this because uh, Jones has... I have no problem with them firing Stephen McAdoo. Because Jones has his guys there in the coaching staff, too. So, Mm -hmm. and the cap maybe means that those guys have to stay. (laughs) It could be be quite the process of a rebuild. Oh, yeah. On the field, not even on the field, on the sidelines. And we don't even have a CBA. Wow, this is just great, isn't it? <laughs> well, we you know, do. If, if, if you have any questions about the CBA or, or what's going on, just ask Derek Dennis on Twitter. He'll he'll let you know. <laughs> I guess we do have a CBA. It just expires like the day before training camp, if you want to be oh, perfect. typical. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> I can't believe it's January 15th. <laughs> and... would, would you drink milk today if it expired tomorrow? <laughs> Can we skip the season and just have crazy news come up nonstop? Because it's honestly less stressful as a fan. <laughs> and then we can all just go to Calgary and have a big barbecue party for four days in November and nobody wins the Grey Cup. There we go. But we all win the Grey Cup. We all win the Grey Cup. I like that. <laughs> uh, any... Final words on uh, Chris Jones? Uh, I liked him for two weeks. When? Until that overtime game, until that overtime game in Edmonton in 2015 when he decided to kick the field goal. Or when he decided to go for it instead of kicking the field goal, taking the points and forcing the second overtime. After that, I was done. So for <laughs> me, it's been two years and a bit of just sheer agony, which I'm glad it's now over. Wow. Hey, don't, don't get me wrong. He built a hell of a team. I just hate his coaching. So on the GM, I would take 100 times over. I, I'm sad he's going, um, but I get why he's going, so I'm not mad. Um, is there is there a truce here between Eskimo and Ryder fans now? Never. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Except at West of it. Yeah, there's, well, I don't know. Those guys pick at me too, man. Yeah, like I'm getting really tired of being the bottom of the totem pole. Because <laughs> it runs downhill, man. It all runs downhill, and you're one of the shortest guys there. Yep. <laughs> Three uh, things my grandpa told me, and he, he was a construction and plumber by trade. It was, don't chew your fingernails, runs downhill, payday's on Friday. You don't chew your fingernails. Oh, I chew them all the time. I'm a fan. Oh, we have a 4 nothing lead. I'm still nervous. What's your grandpa's name? Peter. I like this guy. I'm pretty sure you met him when he was still alive, yep. Oh. How do you hide an elephant in a cherry tree? How? Paint his toenails pink. <laughs> have you ever seen an elephant in a cherry tree? No. Well, it works then, doesn't it? <laughs> 
We are a part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. I really didn't think this episode was going to happen. We really didn't put anything together. But now you know what's happening with Chris Jones. And it looks like for the time being, uh, CFL News saying that uh, Jeremy O'Day is stepping in. So I'd like to say we'll talk to you next week. But who knows what's going to happen the rest of this week? Uh, (laughs) We might have put out a Friday night show. Yeah, we just might. And don't ruin my Friday night. Yeah, because, you know, my friend is just bumping Dean and Ben at 9.30, watching <laughs> Big Bang Theory. <laughs> oh, I can't wait till that show's off TV. Um, Albert- it's syndicated. It'll never be off. <laughs> Damn. com to check out all the great shows. We were talking politics off the top of the show. So uh, there are some political shows in uh, the APN. How about the Dave Berta podcast? Dave and Ryan talk politics, policy, and events from an Edmontonian, Albertan, and Canadian perspective. So check out the Dave Berta podcast and all the other great shows at albertapodcastnetwork.com. I'm Travis Curra. He's Brazilian Thai. We will talk to you in a week. In the meantime, Rider Nation, the sky's not falling and the sun will come up tomorrow. Uh, give us a rating and a review and a subscription on iTunes. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.